Hey guys. Hello. Oh, this is how we're starting. Oh. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I guess we should. Uh, this is how we. This is how we always start. <laughs> yeah. Totally unorganized and unprepared. This is the way. The, the way it goes. Like somebody put a microphone in front of us, and we were shocked <laughs> to see it. We're all. What's going on here? Um, welcome to the Joe Blow Gamer Podcast, where we talk about video games in a world where we have to adult and we don't have time for it. Yeah, there you go. Trevor. I'm Nick. And I'm John. And Good to have you back. We missed you last time, John. Yeah, we missed you. I know. I know. Sorry about that. Uh, I am glad to have returned, though. Yeah, John was supposed to be with but, us. Just... So the prodigal son has returned. Yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> time. I, I always, see, I always want to build up a little hype, you know, like, oh, where, where'd he go? You know, yeah. just so that I can have this huge, like, pop when I come back. Yeah. And by pop, I mean no one really cares. About You're the undertaker not, but... of the Joe Blow podcast. <laughs> What's the worst is, like, people listen, they go, oh, you were gone? You're like, oh. <laughs> Who's John? There's Who's that? There's Who's also John? presumption that somebody's listening, right? So we got at least got that joke out of the way too. That's a that's a mandatory joke. I mean, we did so good last time. We didn't do any of those jokes. <laughs> um, I'll kick it off with um, I since I finished Resident Evil Two, I jumped over and decided to play God of War, and I finished that. Oh shit! Wow. That's like a record for you, Jesus. Yeah. And I played another game, and I'm halfway through that. Um, wow. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? So I won't spend too much time talking about God of War, because I think we've talked about it a bunch on this podcast. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was really great. I was a little underwhelmed with the ending. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a nice ending, but I was just kind of like, oh, it's over. Okay. Um, really? And, yeah. It's just be, like you kind of... Like, when you go up to spread the ashes, I was like, oh, there's going to be something. And there wasn't. And it was nice. It just, for some reason, it was, because they revealed that he was a giant. And for some reason, well, I hold thought. Hold on. Spoiler alert oh, yeah, for sorry. anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been a while. It, has, it's it was last year. It's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but this is a podcast for people that don't have a ton of time to play That's video true. games. Trevor literally just finished the game. I mean, to be fair, when they say, like, we are going to go spill the ashes, you know, and the then they do that, the like, giants. that's not that crazy. Yeah. Well, that's not the spoiler I'm the, referring to. The it giants. was the other giant that he just dropped. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> um, but when they reveal that he's the giant, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, we're about to have, like, this big kind of revelation finale, and maybe the mom's alive or whatever weird shit. Like, I don't, I didn't no idea what to expect. And then we, like, open the door and then just kind of walk and talk for 20 minutes and then spread her ashes. And it was beautiful. I will, like, I loved the ending. I was just like, oh. Did, I, uh, Trevor, I'm curious, did you look for a while, like, at any of the paintings and stuff on the wall? Or? No, I did. I, like, I followed that whole thing, and they were talking about okay. that story, and I thought that was fascinating. But for some reason, I just thought, like, an event was going to happen after that. And the big fight with the God was really cool. And I enjoyed that. And that was the end of the game, essentially. Well, I, I, I'm sort of dancing around. I mean, there was more of a truth than just he's a giant from what I remember. I, did, did you pick up on anything else? Well, you did, like you might as well tell him. <laughs> he's 
he's finished and beaten the game. I mean, did you hear him call him a name? He's Loki. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that yeah. was I thought that was cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. I just you just were like you were sort of not saying that, so I thought. <laughs> oh, you didn't sorry. Yeah. Realize no. it or something. Like yeah. That. No, I picked up on the Loki thing. I, it was it was very cool. <laughs> You're just um, a little low key about it. Oh. Hey. Because I I I can't I don't I can't speak for your, obviously for you or Nick, but for me that was like the moment I was like oh shit like because I because I thought that was really neat that he that he he was like a known god you know yeah but you didn't realize kind of thing yeah the best part launch no do you remember like a long time ago because i was i happened to be playing the game before you and i was I, I was talking around it and i think you literally said at some point in time like what is the kid thor <laughs> It was just like, right. not- well, I start, yeah, basically, well, I kind of did the math on like, I, to, to me, what I like about the original God of War is that this kind of demigod guy rises up and takes over the mantle of a god. Right. And so, and so I sort of had it like, oh, okay, so they're shifting mythologies. So maybe it's the Norse God of War. And I couldn't remember like exactly which God was the Norse God of War, but I was like, I don't know, maybe I guess Thor. And so then I was like, well, if the kid's supposed to be taking over the mantle, maybe the kid's Thor. That's that's sort of where that theory came from. And that adds up. But I was sort of half right where it was like, oh, I, you know, he was a known uh, Norse god, just not that god. Speaking of such god, did you play the quest after the end of the game, after the credits quest? After the credits quest? I, I, I believe it's like you return home, right? You go home. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I don't think I went home. Okay. Well, major spoilers. Should I do that? I'll just tell you or just watch it on YouTube. You get one more quest to go home. You go home and you have this like you go to bed, everything's relaxed, and then you hear a shaking and a rumble and whatever, and you open the door and like a lightning bolt and you see the feet and hands of Thor standing there. Oh, shit. So like the second game. It's it's very like cliffhangery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll I'll go do that because I was I did play for a couple hours after I finished it. I was just like doing side missions and like. It, yeah. Like just kind of exploding all my skills. Did you get them? Did you get them Valkyries? I did not get one Valkyrie. Because <laughs> really? that shit was tough. I got oh. one, but they were hard. Yeah, man. I did. I think I did it. I did one really early in the game. Like I went into one really early in the game, and I just kept dying brutally so quickly. And I was like, and I looked it up, and they were like, "This is the most difficult villain in the game, and it's best to go after like after you beat the game." And then I was like, "Maybe I'll do that." And once I beat it, I was like. Uh, no, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> I beat all of them, motherfucker. Holy shit. <laughs> did you do any of the like dungeon run shit in Hades or whatever it was? Like the, the I did. underworld area? Yeah, where you like do the challenge and it's like the yeah. constant. Yeah, I did. I started doing a bunch of that. That's the last thing I've been doing. Or recently. I guess there's two of them. I guess there's one that's like in hell and yeah. one that's like in the land of the dead. Yeah, like the two places that open up after you beat the game, essentially. I started, yeah. I did the hell one first. I haven't done the other one. Um, anybody who's listening, God of War is a game where you play stuff and you do stuff. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really go over yeah, it too much. <laughs> it's an incredible goddamn game. Yeah, it's a third Possibly. third person like um, Greek and Norse mythology game where you fight bad guys. It's really fun. You should go play it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'm really good. But the game that I want to talk about, I don't know if you guys have played this. Um, that I've been playing, I'm like 15 hours in. Is Days Gone? Days. Oh, you've started playing that. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. The game that came out last Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I started playing the, the one the the Force Unleashed three, right? 
What? Because <laughs> sorry, because the the lead actor that's the Days Gone oh, guy yeah. is the guy that was the that's actor in the first Oh my god! You he was just, also in Battlestar Galactica. You blew uh, my mind. I yeah. the whole this whole time I was like, why does your face look so familiar? Yeah. It's from Force Unleashed. He's he's Vader's secret Sith apprentice from the Force Unleashed. Holy shit! That makes sense. Well, for anybody listening, Days Gone just came out. Um, and it's basically this survival uh, zombie game, open world survival zombie game. It's kind of like Last of Us made in an open world. It's nowhere near the quality of Last of Us story-wise, um, but it's kind of on par with the mechanics of Last of Us. It's Sons of Anarchy meets The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, it's that. Wasn't and, that already The Walking Dead? <laughs> actually, it's Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy meets 28 Days Later because the zombies are okay. like running at you zombies. Well, Trevor, it seemed to me the deal was like there's just a shitload of zombies on screen. That's kind of the thing. No, actually, the, so that's really? what I that's what that's I, what they demoed. So yeah. I was like, oh, they demoed that thing, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing. And that does happen. Like you'll come up on parts where there's a horde of zombies, and you have to try to not be seen. And I haven't gotten to that scene that was demoed where like it's part of the scene work. Um, but a lot of the time, like, and it's, it's all like, they're not very prevalent during the day when it's nighttime, it's more dangerous to be out. It's really cool mechanics gameplay wise. And the, you're basically trying to like keep your, you're riding a motorcycle around this whole open world. You have to keep it filled with gas. So if you run out of gas, you have to like stop, you get off your bike and you like run for miles to go try to find gas which is annoying but it's also like real so like as you're driving you're like trying to remember like oh shit i'm halfway i should make sure i try to find a gas tank and also you if you hit shit like you're you have to repair your bike and you have to find gears and like broken down cars along the road it's really the mechanics of the game i'm really enjoying and i've just dove into it the story is really weak and the delivery of the story is like it's from the 90s like every scene fades in and out it takes forever to load literally between scenes um and the and the acting in the scene it's just not really luckily the gameplay is so fun that it, i'm just like whatever your fucking god. story well, yeah, is yeah you just came off of god of war as well which yeah. was like, <laughs> some of the most right. incredible scene work and yeah. acting <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm really digging it yeah, that's a tough follow up yeah for sure <laughs> i i'm actually glad to hear you're really liking it cuz that was something that I honestly wasn't even on my radar. Like I saw the demo of it and I was like, okay, zombie game. Great. Like it was more like not days gone. It was like attention's gone. Yeah. Cause I was just like, <laughs> over. I was it. like, I don't, I don't need another zombie game. I'm fine. Yeah. But the bit you were talking about, about sort of like rationing resources and getting gas, that's kind of intriguing to me. Yeah. So, and it has the whole element of like crafting. So like you get a bait, you find baseball bats, you find nails okay. and you like make the point. So it's very much like Last of Us where you – there are sure. – because it's open world, there's more. Like it's not as limited as Last of Us because it's such um, – Last of Us is such a path that you have to follow that everything is very – and you're very focused on like, oh, I should shoot one bullet. There's definitely a lot more ammo and there's definitely a lot more melee mm. weapons in this just because it's this Witcher-style world. But um, it's fun. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard that it's uh, it's very like stealth-based, right? Yeah. There's a huge emphasis on stealth. That was the big – because, again, Longino, as you, as you alluded to, they had like an E3 trailer. Well – rewind a bit this game has been in development what seems like for 25 years they, they teased <laughs> right. it at e3 a long time ago and their big 
tech demo had like a uh, like a wave of zombies, yeah, f- like flowing in, like, uh, and the guy was just unloading his uh, machine gun into him, right? As he was yeah, like trying I, to I, run away, it looked kind of goofy. It was like right. he was like in a barn, you know, running around yeah. doing parkour while zombies were nipping at his toes, and right? Kind of so it, it was I, not appealing to me. Yeah, I haven't played this game, but I've watched some gameplay of it, and yeah, it, there is now. It's scary, from what I can tell, it's scary to see a lot of zombies, but I don't think they, like, really hoard up that much, and it is much more emphasis on, like, stealth, because if you get four or five of them on you, you're a goner. Yeah, like, if too many of them get, you can definitely take on, like, two or three, but once it gets overwhelming, you're basically dead, or you run and get to your bike and just, like, fucking drive, and most of it is you, you like, hide in these bushes, and you can go up, and you can, there's, like, the press the button, if you sneak up behind them, you can stealth them, and the benefit of killing them is, if you clip off their ears, you, like, earn, so there's these camps around the open world where you earn trust with them, so you, like, give them, you hunt, you can I'm sorry, deer. did you say clip off their ears? <laughs> yeah, that's the money in this world. Yeah, basically. Like you're in like Universal Soldier <laughs> yes. losing your mind? Well, basically, you like you give the ears to these camps to show that you're clearing the streets of swarmers. So you're like, I've killed 50. And you're like, here's 50 proof of me killing 50 swarmers. <laughs> and then they take that as trust. And so you build up trust. And the more trust you get with them, the more you can do with them, the more you can like upgrade your bike, the more you can get um, weapons and things from them and then you can also get you you have money based like they'll huh. give you money for the ears you can also do you could, can hunt for deer have, like counterfeit ears yeah, like they, they could just they could go find a swarm ears yeah. like, i mean yeah here you go pal logistically yeah <laughs> i mean there's more zombies than there's people so you're just making it harder on yourself <laughs> i guess that's true yes. but you're just your own ears are missing it's like <laughs> can i have a coke <laughs> why you're like why something that you have two of though yeah that was what then, was weird to me now, i was like now your currency just, just has to be doubled for yeah. everything you do you devalued your whole economy. Yeah. yeah. Like, why not right hands or something? <laughs> yeah. You're like, guys. But uh, yeah, I think I'm like 12 or 15 hours into it. It's pretty Jesus. fun. I, well, I hear that that is like one tenth of the. <laughs> okay. I've, heard oh, that wow. game, I've heard that game's may, maybe one of its bigger faults is that is way longer than it needs to be. I will, I will agree. Like, the game feels very much stretched out, and it feels, for an open world game, it feels very forced. Like, for instance, this isn't a major spoiler, but. I had to go rescue this girl for this camp. They were like, she went out and she and and there's like this questionable like did she leave because they're being shady and they're doing weird shit to people in the camp or did she leave and they're actually genuinely worried about her being on her own? So I went out and she was freaked out and I took her and we were like headed to my bike and all of a sudden there's a bear in the middle of this giant this gas station where I got her. And I was like, fuck, let's get on the motorcycle and leave. And it was like, no, you got to kill the bear. Like the objective this was just like this mission was set up for you to fight this fucking yeah, bear. You're literally, the, fucking bear. the objective you like crossed. Flee? Yeah, the the objective crossed out my bike. Like I couldn't get on my bike, and it was like you have to use all of your fucking ammo and molotovs and kill this fucking. Wow. It took everything, and I was like, I don't want to. It was. I was like, this is so not open world. What are you doing? And yeah, their their mechanic to get me to do it. They were like, oh, she's hiding in the dumpster because she's scared. I'm like, shut up. We could have easily <laughs> driven away from this. But you would have dug in there like Winnie the Pooh and it ate did. her up. <laughs> it did, yeah. But yeah, it's been pretty fun. 
So, Trevor, are there like quest logs or like you pick up quests that you go do or how, how does it kind of work? Yeah, um, mostly you basically you're doing missions for these camps. So a lot of things you there's the run of the mill side mission things that are in every open world, like, oh, clear out nests. They build nests during the day to kind of live in and you have to go clear them out to make them like fast travel spots. And there's there's humans obviously out in the open world who are like setting up ant like you could be riding on the street and there's this choke wire that can like clip you if you're not paying attention and these oh, ambush guys will come in and try to kill you oh shit um, so you have okay. to pay attention to that there's these ambush camps that if you roll up on they'll shoot you there's snipers every once in a while so you have to clear stuff out like that and then throughout the story of the game you can go to the camps and they'll be like hey I need you to go find this person or I left this stash here or could you go burn the body of my friend so they don't become a swarm so things like that and it has an Honestly, I've been 12 to 15 hours in, and a heavy story hasn't really kicked in at all. It's all just been stupid uh, okay. objectives. So I'm curious if it's going to go anywhere, but it seems like the whole thing's driving toward me just driving north with my buddy. It seems to be what the yeah, mission is. Say, did, did they give you a main goal? It's just I'm heading north? Yeah, like, all, yeah all he keeps talking about is like, I got to repair my bike so that well, me, me, me if I'm wrong, your wife from the beginning is dead but maybe not dead and that's oh my kind god of so propelling you forward so yeah so that's the other thing is like it's your girlfriend um you're a biker basically what one thing that is interesting is you're basically this biker who's a piece of shit he was a piece of shit it's not like oh he was a dad of a daughter and like she died and he turned into this gritty monster blah blah, blah. it's just like you were kind of an asshole and you're surviving because you're an asshole which is interesting um, but yeah, his girlfriend, you put her on a helicopter, she flies away. It's a really shitty, like done scene. It's not, it doesn't bring you in at all. Scene wise, like story wise, you just kind of drop in the middle of it and then it ends and then you're in an open world three years later or whatever. Um, and there's this running story where it's like, oh, well, I saw the guy who I thought was dead that took her away and he's alive so maybe she's alive but he's also questioning it so that might be the story like I might find that my girlfriend's alive but the thing that I wanted to bring up is you go through this whole scene in the beginning that you just watch through and your girlfriend gets on the helicopter and flies away and then later in the game you go to her like her her uh what is it grave her there's a stone with her name on it basically where you think she died the camp where you think she died and you go and you cleared out zombies you're like get away from my girlfriend blah 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 and you kill them and you go up to it and then it flashes back and replays the opening scene shot for shot and you just (laughs) you just sit through it metal gear five all over again (laughs) and i was i was watching it i was like they're gonna they're gonna play like an alternate angle of this i think right like there's gonna be a oh this is what happened or this is what really and it would literally just played it and then came back i was like why did we do that and that's all i've experienced so far about that story so gotta get the minutes up (laughs) gotta get the guys a hundred hours huh well, I so I'm intrigued. I, it sounds like wait for a sale. Like I'm yeah. not. It, it, it doesn't sound like I need to jump right in right now. But yeah, I'll have a better idea. Maybe next next podcast, I'll have a better idea of like if this is game is worth it. Uh, well, meanwhile, I've been following the very timely uh, task of playing Persona Five. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so I'm so immensely excited about which this. I finally started playing. Uh, I know it's been years. It became a PlayStation Classic. And was on sale for twenty bucks, and nice. I was like, "Okay, that seems like about time." Steal it and thrice the price. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm, I think I'm kind of around where Trevor was at when you guys talked about Persona 5 like a year and a half ago or whenever that was. <laughs> when I talked about it? Sounds or accurate. When he yeah. talked about it? I think it, when or... he talked about it, because Trevor was playing it at one point and he talked about kind of the introduction area, which is sort of where I'm at. I've maybe like two or three hours in. So basically barely scratched the surface. Not even scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah. He basically, basically experienced have, the whole game, Nick. <laughs> you've opened the box to the game. That's how far you've gotten. Did you meet but the I little cat it, person or whatever? To, uh, the little... I found a cat person. Yeah. But you haven't met them. What? I haven't fought them. I found a cat person in like a dungeon. No, Trevor asked if you had met them. He didn't oh, say, met, oh, like talk to oh, this. Jesus, Jesus! I heard fought. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So yeah, that's around where I was. It's like I sort of got to school and I met this blonde-haired dude, mm-hmm. and we. I was like, it's actually done really well because I. Well, first of all, I've been to Japan, so it was cool. They they have this thing where they're like, okay, you need to change subway lines at Shibuya Scramble, and I was like, yep. That's really hard to do. I've definitely done that before. So I totally like did it in five seconds. Like I was like, okay, there's the line. And I got it. And they even threw in like, oh, someone's cleaning up. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go around here. And Like I was hauling ass, like scared to death. I was going to be late for school. And then they had this great thing where I get to school. And then it's like a fucking like, it's like castle grayskull or something and i was like oh no and then so i'm like it it was all for not like i'm super fucking late for school because i'm fighting demons in a dungeon or whatever but so i thought that was really really clever but i'm i there's a real real thick nostalgia i'm feeling playing the game i've never played a persona but i love like old you know jrpg stuff Mm -hmm. i love i have this 90s affinity for like anime and i was really into japanese stuff like in high school and college mm-hmm. so it kind of feels like that it's like oh wow i'm just dusting off another one of those like it hadn't changed at all i was even telling nick that like there's save points and i was like save points <laughs> like i was always laughing out loud like wow I, it's been a while since i've been like sweating until the next save point <laughs> Not not so much because it's difficult, but more because like I gotta fucking go, yeah, <laughs> and like turn the system off. Yeah. But I want a hard safe because I'm crazy, yeah. And so that's been kind of fun. It, it's uh, oddly charming in a frustrating way. That's one, of, yeah. That's one of those things that sucks as a parent and as a husband, especially because games now you're just like you can keep playing and then just yeah. pause the PlayStation and go away. But when you play the older games or games that hark on nostalgia of older games, and you're like, I gotta I gotta find a save point. It's like it's two thousand nine. Especially those Japanese games. Like for some reason, the Japanese games are like, yeah, you can, you got an hour and a half yeah. to spare. <laughs> You're fine. We're not even going to give you a hard save for like two hours. You're, You're just like, what are you? Oh, what? Huh? Why? Like, yeah. It, that, That's so been, great. I mean, there was one time where I powered off the PlayStation. I'm like... Hope my power doesn't go out. <laughs> oh, you put you put it in like suspend mode. Yeah, yeah, because I yeah, just had yeah. to go. That's and right. I was like, well, I, well, I utilized hoping. that a lot during that game. That's for sure. Yeah. How are you finding? Is your is your first Persona game then? How are you finding uh, like the music and the style and the menus and stuff? Uh, great. I mean, I have no problem. I've actually played similar kind of style games. Like I, the 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 same company. I don't know what Persona. you're talking about. There's nothing. I've heard <laughs> Well, this is a league of its own. Yeah. Well, the company that makes Persona made that game, Catherine. 
Oh, yeah. I played that. Yeah, I don't that was literally that. a spinoff of Persona. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of this weird. It felt like that. It had that social element, but then you went and played this like kind of puzzle platforming thing. So, so I feel very at home there. Where I'm like, oh, okay, here's the cafe, and no, I got to go walk around and talk to people, and all. like that. That part I got, and then the the sort of RPG side of it, I'm picking up on. And actually, it's been a long, long time since I played a turn based strategy like RPG. Mm-hmm. So I'm incredibly nostalgic for that because that is actually my favorite type of RPG is turn based combat. Well, you pick the best, so. Yeah. You're, in, you're in good hands. And Nick's not biased at all. Uh, is there, well, I like you say, like, I'm, like, biased like I worked on the game I or know. something like that. If only. Uh, <laughs> is there any characters that have stood out to you? I, I know you said it pretty early. Uh, it's but. still pretty early. I mean, I know I'm with the main guy, and I like his, um, I unlocked his persona, which I guess is Joker or, or some yeah, kind yeah. of clown thing. Um, so I like him. I like that they made him like, I mean, this is very, very stereotypical, but I like that he's like a shy, quiet Japanese student who unleashes into like a lunatic like that. That's really clever. Yeah, and yeah. I can, I'm already starting to pick up on, they, they had like a flirty, uh, teacher who was obviously hitting on a young student. Sure. And then, yep. and then I, and then all of a sudden in this alternate reality, he's like wearing a crown and half naked and like laughing like a maniac. And I, very quickly, I was like, okay, I, I kind of see what you're doing here. I like this sort of parallels of like reality and crazy heightened fantasy. Yes. The, the, the David persona. Lynch lover. And, yeah. My, yeah. Me as a David Lynch fan was immediately like, oh, okay. I, I see what we're doing here. I'm down with this. Yeah, so I, I think I'm really enjoying it. I think the real problem's just going to be, like, time and finding it. Wait, you don't have 150 hours? <laughs> well, it's I'm about to, because I'm about to go on hiatus for, oh, like, two months. shit. So, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be some persona in going on. I do love that the cutscenes are, like, full-on anime. That's yes. that, that was a really and cool touch. They look fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and I, I mentioned this to you guys sort of off podcast, but uh, they they uh, offered the Japanese audio as like a DLC, like a free DLC. How was that? So I'm, I, it's great. Like I've started like straight straight out the jump of the first part of the game. I've been watching the whole thing with with Japanese audio and subtitles, and so that it feels feels like I'm playing an anime. So that's great. Good. You got to give Ryuji a chance. <laughs> he's your first guy. A lot of people don't like him, but he's. He's secretly awesome. Uh, you know, I kind of picked up on that because I because I he felt like he was kind of annoying. But I was like, I actually had this feeling of like, usually this is the guy you kind of warm up to. Yeah. And I and I was sort of more accepting, I think. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, this guy is annoying, but I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll be endearing. I, soon. He's going to be like my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dress up as all, him for Halloween. All good high school friends are like basically assholes to you for friends. <laughs> that's kind of, that's not that's, far. Yeah, we're all assholes. Exactly. <laughs> it's assholes that you happen to sit next to. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the high school or just grade school life works. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Uh, me? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to lose you guys so hard on this. Oh, God. I've been playing a game called Satisfactory. And uh, it is a pun on the word factory. Shocker. Uh, oh, like sad, like boohoo, saddest. No, no, no. no like factory? Sa- no, it's satisfactory as in it's satisfying. 
it's satisfactory. But they capitalize factory. Well, yes, but exactly. I just came up. By the way, that's pretty good, right? Saddest factory, like like the factory sad. That's great. You yes. should make that. That job. should just, be a game. Yes. Like, I, that should be a game. You just made your next <laughs> David Lynch movie, <laughs> I The <did>. Saddest Factory. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this is a game that is literally all about, uh, logistics. It's, uh, it, for shorthand, if anyone, uh, has played a game that came out last year called Factorio, this is a first person 3d version of that. Uh, with that out of the way, it is a game that's like, uh, about crafting taken to its utmost extreme. So you, you're, you're literally a character, uh, dropped onto a planet and you're given sort of a it's kind of got like a touch of portal kind of humor like hey you you got a woman's voice in your ear like hey get the job done sort of thing like uh every time you get hurt it says like uh, company property is being damaged right now like that sort of humor like they don't even see you as a person but uh you get dropped on a planet you're given a, a hub to build and that's all you can build you build a hub, and then it says, hey, you need some iron ore to upgrade this hub. So you go find some iron ore, and you just pick it up by hand. You bring it back. You upgrade your hub. It's like, hey, now you can build like uh, little auto miners that will get the iron ore for you. This keeps going and going and going and going and going, and eventually you have like... Uh, and like iron drill with a conveyor belt leading to something that makes screws that leads to something that makes iron bars to something that like leads into steel, which goes over to here. And then you have an oil refinery that makes plastic oh that combines God. so that you can make a computer and you have weaving in and out conveyor belts going all over the place. It's the most amazing thing ever created huh. by a human being. Is this like linear? Like there's only one path or you can unlock kind of it's it's of a, it's, a, it's a pretty like, much a straight tech tree like okay. uh, like it's telling you it, it, it's uh the basic logic to it is that you build your hub you do the first couple upgrades and then one of the things that you're unlocked to build is a space elevator and that's where the big things are like you are shipping stuff off your planet and up into space to like feed the greater corporation so you're just like a lone guy that's sent to this planet to basically what's the opposite of terraforming? <laughs> like you're you're basically so you're it's like a moon, basically, where he's like lawn mowing the moon for power or whatever. And... Yes. In fact, it is not too dissimilar from the movie Moon, where you are just a lone guy like in this factory. It's a lot less psychedelic and uh, batshit crazy. But uh, in, but this planet, it's it's an actual like lush planet where there's creatures that will attack you and, and uh, vegetation and all sorts of stuff. There's crazy manta ray things flying through the air. It's a really kind of a gorgeous hmm. game. So it's it's kind of like this Minecraft, like, but gone crazy type vibe. Or? Yeah, that's precisely it. It's like there's no real there's no story at all. It's just make your own fun. The the fun is the optimization as I said, the logistics, building the perfect engine because, oh, my iron that's going into the, you know, the iron bars that make the screws, I'm building too slowly. So how can I speed that up? How can I get more iron ore into this iron machine faster so I can get screws faster so I can get... 
it's really, really incredible. And it's super, <laughs> super addicting. As I said, I was going to lose you guys. I know I have, but it's so, so addicting. Unfortunately, it's uh, so it's in the Epic store only and it's uh, early access. It's 30 bucks, by the way. Uh, and I think I've reached the end. I did put about like 20 plus some hours into it. So there's a, a good breadth of content in there already. Uh, and everything works like nothing was ever like, oh, this is buggy. This isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Anything like that. Uh, but uh, I think I've reached pretty much the end. I, I've reached a point where I have automated. I have the whole point of the game is get rid of yourself. Everything has been automated to the point that there's nothing left for me to do or upgrade. Unfortunately, there's no end more endpoint. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't be so hard on yourself that you think you've lost this. I actually find what you're saying really interesting, even though it might not necessarily be a game that I personally would play. Um, I do find this concept of sort of like free-based, pure heroin hit of like the thing you like is, yes. is really interesting. Because yes. I've had that experience a lot with, you know, narrative-driven story games, you know, so, something like let's say her story right is basically like would you like this crack vial of just straight <laughs> right narrative yes. like this is just a narrative that's it here you go um you know I, I so i get that i think it's interesting to find like i feel like really great games will take all these elements and kind of combine them into like one unifying experience that everyone likes but it's neat to find your your thing and just go all the way with it. Yeah, 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 totally. That, like, because I'm, yeah, I am a narrative guy, but I also am a huge base building crafting guy. Right. And that's like this element. It, as you said, it's like literally, <laughs> there's cocaine and then there's crack. And it's just like, <laughs> and that's Nick's crack. Yeah, this is just the boil like, down. Almost like, like to, to compulsion, where like you just can't even stop. You're like, oh my God. You're at work and you're thinking about it. Yeah. There's been a couple of days where I was just like straight up like so incredibly late to work because it was like, I just need to get this up and running. I just need this one loop to work and in a satisfying way. And like, you know, there's times where I'm tearing down the base to like rebuild it because I wish I could like virtually run you guys around how <laughs> dumb and intricate this stuff gets. But other than that, some more mainstream stuff. I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11. Ooh, how's that? Get uh, over here. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't so good, but good try. <laughs> hey, <laughs> John, and I, John and I are just kidding. Okay. okay. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Cash. <laughs> Scorpion. Johnny Cash. Oh, Johnny right. Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cage. Yeah, right. there you go. There it is. <laughs> I wish Johnny Cash was in Mortal Kombat. That would be unbelievable. That would be so cool. <laughs> Burning Ring of Fire is his fatality. There you go. <laughs> Writes How itself. It? Uh, it's really good. I'm only uh, like two hours into it. I played some of the tutorial. It's, uh, boy, uh, this is describing Mortal Kombat. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what Mortal Kombat is, I'm sorry. I got nothing for you. <laughs> That game has been a cornerstone of life for a long time. This is the 11th one. What I can tell you, though, is that uh, Mortal Kombat 9, in the most recent generations, 9, 10, and 11 are a sort of trilogy that have been made. 9 uh, sort of rebooted the story, in a sense. And uh, on top of that, the the company NetherRealms that makes it, they've been doing actually an incredible job with the story. Uh, which is so strange to say with 
a fighting game, but very strange to say with Mortal Kombat. If you guys ever get a chance, like the game's like 10 bucks now mostly for Mortal Kombat 9, and Mortal Kombat 10 often goes on sale. I actually play Mortal Kombat 9, there so you go. I, yeah, yeah, I know the, a bit of what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the story is just a lot of fun. It's actually really yeah. well made, and like the cutscenes like interweave well, into the do, fights. They do like a remake of the first three games or several games or something yes. from what i remember with like a time travel loop around plot like I, I remember really enjoying it yes yep exactly so then that's what nine is it's sort of a retelling of some of those classic games 10 moves forward into the future and there is like uh they're called i think they're called the combat kids and it's like sonia and johnny cage had a kid and now they're taking up the mantle and jacks had a, a kid Wait, was... wait, I'm sorry. Wait, there's a story in Mortal Kombat now? <laughs> there's always well, been, there's always been a story. Yeah, there, there kind of always has been, but it was like always in magazines and like talked about in the arcade in this That's weird way not, of like... There's, I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been a story, but you played the single player of Mortal Kombat. You got the end of the game. No, no, no. What I'm, so what I'm saying is... Yeah, kind of. But like the original games, I it was mean, just was about story, fighting. But like, not really. Like, yeah, not in a way that was like you remember. You know, I, I, I far more remember than the lore of Mortal Kombat as like people on the schoolyard telling me about it. Like, oh, reptiles actually this guy and this, and I was like, oh, okay, that so I remember. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and that you know the Shaolin monks of Kung Lao and Liu Kang and. <laughs> But now there's that, like an official. You don't remember that Scorpion was killed by Sub Zero, and then he sure. came back and tried to kill him, and I don't remember. Then he did that. kill him, Someone and then Sub Zero's brother took up the mantle of Sub Zero. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but now there's like an official story that you're like following in the game. Like it takes you through a narrative. Yes, it is literally like you hit story mode, and it starts with like a big ass cutscene that like like almost like god of war where it like integrates into the fight seamlessly and then back out into yeah. a oh shit scene. really Tre yes trevor they've actually been doing this for a long time and maybe you just never played these because they do it with injustice uh gods among us as well and i yeah. think even too where they the narrative is like you literally are watching cutscenes and getting a whole story and then all of a sudden they just put you in a fight like in the middle of it and yeah. then you win and then, he, and then it's like, here's more story, and then all of a sudden you're in another fight, and you kind of change which character you're you're performing and stuff. Right. I found it as someone who like enjoys the nostalgia of fighting games, but like I'm not about to fight someone in a fighting game and be any good at all. Right. I, I found the story mode thing like a really cool way to kind of like remember that type of thing. Well, yeah, and I'm the same way. I used to play um, fighting games all the time, like Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, all those. And uh, I, I saw the trailer for Injustice, and I was like, oh, shit, that looks awesome. I'm excited for that game. And then I saw it go into the gameplay and was like, oh, it's a fighting game. <laughs> like, I was so confused. <laughs> I didn't realize. And I just never have gotten into it. I've, I might give it a shot one day, though, if, if you guys think it's Yeah, cool. I would, again, I would highly, highly suggest uh, <clears throat> grabbing, like, Mortal Kombat 9 first. I think it's on 360. I think they, I can't remember if they ported it anywhere else. But uh, it's got to be dirt, dirt cheap. But those story modes are legitimately, like, super well written, too. Oh, Like, cool. it's not, like, you know, it's not. 
It's like Last of Us is what you're saying. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's The Last of Us, God of War. (laughs) You know what's good about it? It's it kind of is intentionally knows what it is. Precisely. Precisely. And and leans into it well. And not in like a winky, stupid way, just in like a yeah, we know what this is. It's very like fast and the furious, where it's like Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, like, hey, we know what we got here. But that doesn't mean we're gonna just make it trash. Right. Like we're gonna <laughs> little tongue in cheek. Yeah. And the and the the line gets kind of gray and confusing. Of like, is this is this bad? Or yeah. Am yeah. I am I am <laughs> I, I actually enjoying this? this? Am like, I an from... idiot? <laughs> <laughs> um. So going back to where I was real quick though. Uh, so ten is like goes into the future. The kids are taking up the mantle. All this stuff. There's shit happens. Raiden kind of becomes a bad guy. Eleven here is oh, Raiden. Really. Uh, I'm sorry, wow. spoiler. Damn. 11, no, no, no. Uh, 11, that actually makes me interested. Yeah, 11 picks up at that moment where uh, I think Raiden is sort of like a tyrannical god now. And so the new villain introduced is Kronika, and she's like the Time Lord. And so she <laughs> needs to erase uh, uh, Raiden from the timeline, but she like brings all time together. So it's a lot of like great scenes of... Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, like shitty Johnny Cage with older, <laughs> wiser Johnny Cage oh, being like, oh, funny. God, oh, I was okay. such a douchebag back then. Sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, and then like the new kids having to interact with the younger version of their parents. Again, it's all oddly very well done. It's super cool so far. Uh, so the story's been fun. Layered on top of that, it's just really good fighting systems. They've done like a, a great job of that. There's a lot of really great tutorials for the not so inclined to uh, uh, fighting game stuff. It does a very good job of being like, "Hey, this is what like uh, being punished means." It gives you a lot of like vocabulary of like, "Hey, if you ever talked about somebody like uh, you know saying like." This leaves you vulnerable, sort of, this is a punish attack, all sorts of stuff like that. It, like, slowly leads you into that, saying, like, hey, this is, you know, this, that, or the other. I won't go too in-depth about that. You, you know what's fucking hilarious is fighting games for, like, 10 years have been trying to tutorialize me into how to play fighting games. And every single one of my plays is like, that's great, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to fuck that. And I just go, like, yeah. I'm just going to jam this button. And I, and I actually get kind of annoyed of like, please stop trying to teach me how to play this. Like, I'm not I'm not here for this. I'm not about to go to a fucking tournament. Like, just yes. please. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, the tutorial is completely optional in this one. Yeah. You literally have to go select it. It doesn't dump oh, you into good. it. You could just you could hit start and then go into Whee! the story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're all that's cute, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe that'll show up at Extra Life this year. Who knows? Nice. I like that. That's what I've got. Uh, also, just a real quick teaser. Uh, I haven't played it enough, and this is for you, Launch No More Than Anything Else. Uh, there was a game that came out sometime last year that I think both of us like kind of heard about but didn't touch. But uh, there's this game that takes place in the Witcher universe that's like very overhead yeah. and like simplified. And you kind of run around. Look like an old Baldur's Gate or something yes. like that? Yeah, kinda? it's like bird's eye view sort of stuff. Yeah. Kind of lighter kind of sprite, not sprites, but not like the Witcher 3 massive graphics. Um, but then every time you get into a fight, you play Gwent. Uh, and it 
then you build your deck by actually like the characters in your party become cards in your deck. I played a couple rounds of it. The review said the story one, the story is incredible. I haven't got far enough of that, but that two, the thing that might hinder you is I've heard that the rules of Gwent have been a little bent for this, that a lot of times you'll maybe be given a deck. You're not building your own deck for a scenario in that the Gwent also might not be as challenging as someone like you might want but it seems really interesting and i i kind of look forward to actually checking it out by the night time we play the do the next podcast that's yeah, all that's, i got uh, that sounds kind of nifty yeah. i you know i've i found that i played gwent in the witcher 3 and then when they released gwent as like sort of a magic or hearthstone type thing i didn't like it as much because they slightly changed the rules kind of like you're talking about so even like official gwent i'm just like well this wasn't what it was in the game and in the game you i kind of figured out an exploit and just beat everyone mercilessly every time so actually what the thing is as soon as it was a challenge where i actually was losing i was like well this isn't gwent Gwent i know (laughs) the gwent i know i I know i just fucking walk in and win every game because i know what i'm doing so that uh, it's interesting. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this game will be like a middle ground where I'm still into it. Yeah, I was just intrigued that people like were going off about how good the story is, because I know those people can write a good story. So I'm curious to, to, to really look into it. Speaking- I like stories and cards, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> John likes cards. I can attest to that. <laughs> um, speaking of Witcher 3, I... Um, fully plan on getting back into it by the way i just i accidentally no, you, up. No, you don't yeah i know i do no this is like i guess was like i do like an abusive relationship i've heard this story well, before because what happened baby, was baby it's my last my last no, one what I happened swear. was i upgraded my playstation hard drive and I act and I backed up my Witcher save, but I backed up the wrong one. And so the thing that's backed up in my server is like eight hours before I played the Bloody Baron. And every time I was every time I keep going, oh well, maybe I'll just play through. And I go into it and I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Like I don't want to get to the point where I do Bloody Baron and play that whole. St- like it's a great story, but I don't want to. Like I wanted to continue from where I went because I even went beyond and I went to this island and everything. And so I, I just have all I have to do is like get my PlayStation drive, which is in my closet. I just have to swap out the drive and then back it up again. It's just so much work. <laughs> but I will it do is, it. There is one whole screw in your way. There's a whole screw. <laughs> Well, I love that you're willing to replay eight hours to avoid like twenty <laughs> minutes of work. Like, <laughs> well, no, because I keep saying like, "Oh, I'll just do that," but then I start and I'm like, "No, that's absurd. I shouldn't play eight hours. I should just do it." But then I never do the work, don't so I don't have, do either. Do you have the cloud saves activated? I do. You say overrode it. Yeah, I overrode it with the oh, wrong that's save. Backed it up earlier the cloud. Yeah, oh, I was yeah, like, "That's I, not right," and I, I put it up. F- and then... I thought you physically backed it up to like another hard drive. No, something. no, no. I just backed it up to the cloud. I overwrote my backup on the cloud because I was just stupid. I was like nervous that it wasn't backed up, and then I just put the wrong one up there. Let me uh, here. Let me break a little something to you. Once you get past this bloody barren hump of eight hours, there's like uh, so many hours after that. Just a like, quick seventy-five so... more. <laughs> So if this is an impediment, like, oh, get ready, buddy. <laughs> well, I just shit. don't want to do things. Like, there, like for instance, the place where I saved was like, I have to go get the goat to convince this guy to give me his thing. And I was like, right. I did this. Like, I don't want to fucking navigate a goat through the woods again. 
So that's Boy, that. I don't remember that part at all. It's part of the Bloody Baron story where like he's going to give you information about his wife and daughter, but you have to like go find his yeah. goat for him. And I'm like, I don't well, want to do that. I look forward to hearing about when you make it to Skellige when we're in an old folks home like 50 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys, I played the Witcher. When The Witcher 4 eventually or someday maybe comes out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in any event... I suppose we'll just start the show with a showstopper is that Sony got out there and actually started talking slight details about the PlayStation 5. And I am hyped. Uh, I think Wired Magazine or Wire. I don't know. They sat down with uh, Mark Cerny, who has sort of uh, been the lead developer of Sony's hardware for the past couple of systems. And uh, he dished some details about stuff and uh, said... Basically, I think the one of the key elements was that it is going to be a more traditional system, as everyone is talking about and gearing up for this whole streaming future or like cloud-based future. This seemed very much more in line of, hey, you're still going to install games and play games. They said it's going to be pretty beefy. Uh, and then it seemed like the the point he really wanted to hammer home in the interview was that uh, like loading and stuff, they're going to have this... Uh, 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 a solid state hard drive built into the system with some bus speed that is like top of the line uh, so that you basically will never like th- theoretically the goal they're shooting for is you'll never have to load in a game. Yeah, the, the, the numbers they gave was like games that load 30 seconds now would be one second. Like yeah, nothing. they did like a Spider-Man, the most like last year's Spider-Man game. Uh, the fast travel before took 40 seconds and this took half a second or some yeah. crazy number. And like I could not control my excitement. <laughs> yeah? I hyped so hard on that. I told you last podcast, I was like, that's the thing. That's the only thing I care about right now in the next yeah. generation of games. I, honestly, I'll believe it when I see it. I, like, know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be reduced, but zero load, like. Come on. Right. I mean, I think that I don't think that's a promise as much as it's like a, you know, a, a goal to shoot for. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's 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 interesting to hear them out talking about it, especially since they're not going to be at E3, which is next month already. Um, so we're not going to hear much about it moving forward. But uh, uh, yeah, it sounded like I mean, the crazy it, it sounded like it was going to be expensive. But then he got out there on Twitter saying it was going to be. Oh, I wish I could remember the exact quote. It was going to be like priced fairly. And that's not the wording, but something along the lines of like people can afford it. Yeah. But also not, he didn't say it's going to be cheap. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. I will say, I will say real quick, um, speaking to the idea of streaming games, because we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Um, I had, I know we were talking about it and like, oh yeah, will it play or not? And I just, had this kind of like epiphany that I am not down with streaming games. Uh, the night of the Game of Thrones premiere, our internet was completely down. Yeah, yeah. Like we just had no internet and everybody on Twitter in our general area was like, how the fuck dare you not have internet on the premiere <laughs> of Game of Thrones? Of and so I had to make a hotspot with my phone to to even be able to watch the episode. And I was just like, this is like, if I, especially as parents... Like if you you're like, "Oh, I got 2 hours. I can play a video game." And you're like, "Fuck, my internet's down. I can't play a video game." Like that is so monumental. 
Yeah, that's yeah, such a, like you if, actually have the free time and you don't get to use right. it. Yeah, because it's not even a thing where they're like, oh, you can download it because Google is so specific, like, oh, our servers are doing everything. So it has to be online. So if you don't yeah. have that, then you just don't play video games. So that's my my remaining thought of that. Yeah, well, I mean, it is where we're, we are at a turning point. That's for sure. Next generation is going to be interesting, to say the very least, because uh, things are going to get shaken up and, you know, the way games are developed and and uh how the systems uh, i've broken up and drawn the lines in the sand uh, xbox is talking about being like on the pc at all times too and so oh, i shit. don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah um <clears throat> speaking of the the streaming future and stuff xbox has dipped their toe into it they released their xbox one s all digital it really rolls off the tongue it's 250 dollars <laughs> and they're good with they, names <laughs> yeah they uh, and it it funnily enough it's the xbox one sad sad <laughs> oh what are they doing yeah also they yeah. got to be loving that xbox one title that really turned yeah, right. out great for I them know, you know, know. all media it. in one play like yeah. they fucked up they so fucked bad with that name <laughs> They should literally just ditch that. Just yeah. be like, call it the Xbox Sad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the point of this system. It's $250, which is $50 less than the Xbox One S. And it doesn't have a disk drive in it. So it's digital only. You can only download your games onto it. Uh, so it seems like this is kind of dipping their toes. And if they do go into the streaming future, it'll be interesting that, like, can you just buy this system and move forward with the streaming and stuff like that? Uh, on top of that, they announced their, like, Game Pass Plus, I think, which includes, like, Xbox Gold and the Game Pass all-in-one package, which seems pretty kind of kind of cool. If you remember, Game Pass is their pay-one-fee gets all Xbox first-party games plus some other games for free. And then Xbox Gold allows you to play online and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Valve released the details on their new VR headset. Uh, it is like top of the top of the top of the line. Drop literally $1,000 for the whole kit. Yikes. <laughs> but it's like 1440p <laughs> lenses. <What>? and Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, the uh, five guys that buy this, I yes, hope you enjoy yeah. it. Like, well, what? it is like it is straight up. It, it is like the top of the line, though. It's got like yeah, a, I sure. think it's like fourteen forty p for each eye, like screen oh, wow. and stuff like that. Um, and for, again, I don't have that many more details. It's just, it's just interesting to see that continuing to be pushed forward. Um, and slightly sadder and weirder news again, talking about the the game market and uh, market as a whole. It, work environment was uh epic games uh a lot of the developers kind of have been whispering and talking about how ever since Fortnite came out it's been like perpetual crunch over there that like they've been dying and killing themselves everyone's been like wow Fortnite has been so crazy like every like the map just keeps changing and they keep dropping new weapons like this is really how games as a service is meant to be done and then it turns out that everyone over there has been dying oh, and like man. killing themselves and uh that's i guess it's been like it was literally like a switch that crunch time over there hadn't been bad and then Fortnite was a hit and now like there's been straight up people like contractors that said 
uh, no, I have something going on this weekend. I'm not coming in. And then they were literally fired that weekend. Like, oh, that sort of my bad, God. Uh, like, yeah. Sheep. Like, for wanting to work and not work a weekend? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's been dude. really, really bad. So, kind of on the back of that news, Riot Games, who are the people that make League of Legends, they were in some hot water twos or uh, doing crunch stuff. And then there was also some sexual harassment stuff of one of the higher ups and there was no uh uh this happened a long time ago and there was kind of no he was suspended but no repercussions came of it so they leaked that they were going to do a big walkout they were like everyone was going to band together and kind of and get together and and walk out and then the higher ups got the word of that and then opened up a line of dialogue. It, it, it was very effective, in other words, from my understanding of it so far, that they were like, okay, we're, we're now talking about this. Like, please don't walk out and stuff. So it'll be interesting. There's been a lot, a lot of talk about that recently of the game world needing a union, game development world needing a union. And um, it could be interesting because if they do it, it's a very, very big industry. And uh, it could send a big message across the board because... Work hours in America as a whole have been going up for the past, I think, 15 years, and it's been getting a lot weirder and dicier, and the gig economy and everything is getting a little stranger and a little weirder out there. Well, and it's a bigger industry than the movie industry, and it's just, like, not protected at all. It's crazy. Well, also, it sounds like it's the fucking the jungle. Like, yeah. it, it sounds like it's you're in, like, west. a meatpacking plant yes. while people are falling yes. in and dying it's in so the fucking dumb. 20s. Like, what? If you can't go home after working fucking all straight all the time, like, that's crazy. And that's so abusive and wrong. Like, I mean, we all, hey, we work in an industry where we can have long nights or whatever, but like every weekend of your life for right. fucking a year? Like, and then, come on. And then on the flip side, you have these kids online being like i want my fucking game and i want this and so like they're getting shit on by their company and then also people being like you're not giving me enough and it's like yeah. that's a shitty existence yeah that was uh there was a lot of shit given to uh respawn about uh, uh apex legends because they released their battle pass and um their updates haven't been coming as fast and the uh, one of the heads of that literally came out and said, like, yeah, this is this is true. And this is because we don't follow these practices <laughs> like, nice. that we try to uh, that we try to maintain, a, you know, a corporate standard that we're not destroying ourselves. So that's good. It could have been a well-timed, whether or not it's true, this is right. the head of the <laughs> sure. company and a well-timed jab at a very high competitor. So who the hell knows? But, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And then the last bit of much more lighthearted news. Did anyone watch that Sonic trailer for the kill Sonic me. movie? Yes, <laughs> I kill me. did. Please kill well, me. Did you, did you hear the follow? I mean, I know we should talk about the trailer, but did you hear like the follow-up the, buzz yes. about it? Speaking of people like, being in crunch time, that, that poor graphics company is going they're, to be on yeah. death's door because they're, they're reanimating to, him. Yes. That's yes. great. Reanimated. Someone actually recreated a visual representation of like what he should look like in that. Right. A ton of people did that. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. But yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the Sonic trailer's out and go watch it and it's a horror <laughs> show. <laughs> it's, so it's so good. But I've never heard of this where it was so goddamn bad that they went like, sorry, 
sorry, everybody, we're gonna fix it. Like that's so crazy. That's so nuts. I mean, they have Coolio's Gangsters Paradise. That was playing the worst over decision. A Sonic trailer. Yeah, it was funny because I, I, for some I reason they it knew didn't, what they were doing. It I didn't feel like click. This is all like it's I think big they, plan. I, yeah. I feel well, like they animated it a certain way. I know, put my right. tinfoil hat on that they've had this planned all along. Like somebody in a boardroom was sitting, like a couple of writers, just do this. like, "What's the most out of date, fucking bonkers <laughs> song we could pick for Sonic?" So people could be mad. No, it was the trailer started, and I was like, "This seems weak." And then it was like halfway through, it was like. Wait, why the fuck is Gangster's Paradise playing right now? Like, I don't get it. Because Sonic's the OG, man. He's, He's the, the original OG. He's from the 90s. Oh, yeah. my God. It was so bad. I couldn't believe they cast, what's his, Cyclops or whatever? I forgot James that guy's Marsden, name. Yeah. James Marsden, yeah. James so, Marsden. Like, yeah. Sorry to Mr. James Marsden, but, like, they fucked up. Like, that's not, like, he should not be the lead next to Sonic. Like, and what, Jim Carrey as time. fucking Dr. Robotnik. I was like, there, yeah. there's like a weird zone where maybe that works like i'll wait and see <laughs> like you know maybe like probably not but maybe you know what i haven't done yet is parker likes sonic i should show it to him and get yeah. like an honest uh, to get, god get kids vibe. impression That's, like yeah. what what do you think of this i want to show emma because she watched the sonic show they they did a tv show of sonic right which right. is well, they've fun done, yeah they've done a couple they had like one a long time ago that's terrible that parker <laughs> will occasionally pick on on netflix and watch an episode like if i'm cooking and then i come in and be like no turn this off immediately <laughs> turn that shit off uh and then the sonic boom that came out like last year and that's an actually like a pretty decent show yeah all things that, yeah sonic boom's the one that emma really liked yeah so yeah, I'm curious uh, what she would think. Leela played a lot of Sonic Mania when that came out. Yeah, like she yeah, actually that, really likes yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Exactly. That's what cued Parker into liking Sonic as well. And that's why when he saw it on Netflix, he's like, What? This is a Sonic cartoon. Yeah. I'm like, No. This is so a let's, Sonic cartoon. Let's show <laughs> our kids this porcupine with teeth that looks <laughs> humanoid and see if it gives them nightmares. It looks like shit, so man. Bad. And I listen. I know we're like a jaded generation that shits on everything, but this fucking thing <laughs> so looked bad. like shit. Like it was like, oh my god, what were you thinking? Like hundreds of people like animated that trash. Like what were they? Nobody was like, guys, this is a like, bad you know, idea. It went through multiple people. Like, hey, boss, what do you think of this? I was like, I like it. Looks I'm gonna send good. it up, and then someone else Nailed was like, it. yep, it looks good How to me. Fucking is it to make Sonic the Hedgehog look like Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, what the fuck? That was such Does a bad decision. Does he look like decision. someone with a, with a, like, growth spurt problem and, like, <laughs> hair? Uh, it, one of the things that insane. really stood out to me as well is Ben Schwartz is the guy doing the voice of Sonic. And if you're not familiar with him, he was in Parks and Rec. He did uh, John Ralphio. And he's just a really, really funny guy. And he is literally... a epicenter us blazing sun of energy and excitement and they don't capture that yeah and when he was casted as sonic i was like yeah you nailed it that's a perfect cast i don't i'm not that interested in this movie but that's good casting and then you hear him deliver his first line he's just like hey what's up oh yeah we should uh gotta go fast it's like did somebody tranquilize ben (laughs) schwartz before he walked into the studio like did they tell him, like, hey, no, take it. This is Sonic, man. Take it down yeah, five it. notches. Sonic's not really high energy, man. Yeah. He's very mellow. Well, what's crazy, too, is the trailer is not to harp on, like, obviously the story is whatever the story is in the movie and trailers don't fully give it away. But, like, he's the trailer starts with him 
going super fast, causing an, like an electric field that wipes out electricity on Earth. <laughs> and then Dr. Robotnik, who's coming in to stop him from doing that, is somehow the villain. Trevor, you mean Dr. Eggman? Dr. Please Eggman. Get a, get Whatever the fuck. Eggman. I, not, no, no, no. I'm fine. I call him Robotnik, too. I'm just being dumb. <laughs> It's Ace Ventura, it was, let's be honest. It's, it's Ace, Ace Ventura. Ventura. Doctor, Doctor the Riddler. Doctor the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so weird. I was just like, but Sonic's the villain in this yeah, trailer. Yeah, he, he kind of did seem like the bad guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be trash. How old is that plot of like, oh, it's a rogue thing that's bad for the military, but a buddy gets us like, yeah. they wrote that shit in an hour. They like, did. come on, man. They just they took the Bumblebee trans- and they're they, like, they t- yeah, they took the Transformers script, did a yeah. find all for Transformer and it replaced <laughs> Sonic. Just like, just hit play on the Green Hill Zone song and have him run around and I'm done. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, yeah. What were uh, it's so easy? It's so like, bad. What were they thinking? Yeah. Have you guys in a same sort of vein? And this is older news, but it feels like it ties in. Have you watched the trailer for that uh, Detective Pikachu thing? Yeah, I have. Because that actually looks legitimately good. That does. In, in I, well, I really like the is... actor who's in that too. So here's, I think it's here's good. my one criticism, and this might sound harsh, but I would be more interested if it was completely serious, like. <laughs> It looks unbelievable. Like, the yeah, visuals it's just are like straight up A Blade plus. Runner Noir. Yeah. It's like, I don't need like Deadpool 3. That's the thing. Like, cut Ryan Reynolds, don't have it be jokes, and have it be like real Pikachu, and I'm in. Like, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I'm it's not against too, that. Like, why does everything have to be this like jokey, ironic thing? Like, just have it be Pokemon. Like, do it for real, and I would. it would be awesome. Because that, it's for kids. Yeah. Not for sure, this thirty-five year old hardened asshole. Children <laughs> like good things too. <laughs> and that uh, yes, it's for kids and obviously but I'm just like I don't know, that that whole like Deadpool it's funny and we're having a laugh thing is like kind of getting old with me. It's just like can we actually be earnest sometimes? Like I'd yeah. kind of be into it. That's my thing. But regardless, like it Lila will probably really enjoy it and it visually it looks amazing. So I'll probably cool. check it yeah, out. Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's a visual style that somebody understood what they were making and not an intr- not an atrocity of like <laughs> right. accidental <laughs> creations. Yeah, the the Sonic thing is like someone in 1987 decided to make a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and it's all first thought trash. Like the, yeah, like, like they got the director of the Super Mario movie and <laughs> oh, said, "Can you do this for Sonic as the, well?" Honestly, no, the Super, Super Mario, Mario movie had better yeah. ideas. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I like that movie <laughs> compared they to this Sonic trailer. They went nuts with it. You know, they were like, "Oh, what if it was dinosaurs <laughs> and they had tiny heads and shit?" Like, I have to at go least they did something. That now. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> um cool well, i think that's... that's all we got oh there was that uh uh, uh respawn showed off their uh they had a, a a trailer of that new star wars jedi game that looks crazy, oh, crazy awesome yeah oh Can't my wait. god that looks good the only thing that made me mad was that it's in november <laughs> i know it's I'm, I'm glad it's this year though i know so many good. other games hey, seem to be like it's gonna be frozen 2 and jedi i can't <laughs> wait it's gonna be <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be great. Was that all the news? Uh, oh, uh, there's rumors that Switch is going to come out with a new, smaller, cheaper version. That's oh. just a little a little toss it in there. That's kind of interesting. Switching it up. Yep. 
a little thing there. Considering uh, Mario Maker 2 comes out next month. That's, That's your jam, Nick. A, Very do they call it a swatch? <laughs> yep, they do. <laughs> That's it. Um, Nintendo cool. bought Swatch just so they could take <laughs> the name. The name. I wouldn't. Smaller Switch. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, is that all? That's all the news? That's all I got. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, this has been awesome. And thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have any feedback for us, you can email us at joblow at joblogamer.com. If you want to tell us that we should do news first and we should review games later, if you think it should all be news, if you think it should all be games, whatever you want, anything, literally just please email us. We just want to talk to you. Just want to know someone. <laughs> we just want to know someone's listening. <laughs> um, also, John, if you want to throw you to your podcast as well. Certainly. Uh, I co-host a podcast called The Hold Up Podcast with one John Nelson. We post once a month where we watch old movies that we haven't seen in a long time, but remember liking and see if they still hold up get it <laughs> that's the name of hold the podcast, up podcast. Hold up. get it you can yeah. find it at uh holduppodcast.com find us there it's a really great podcast um that's it for this episode and we will see you guys next month bye as i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left because i've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone but i ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it me be treated like a punk you know that's unheard of you better watch how you're talking and where you're walking or you and your homies might be lying in chalk i really hate the trip but i gotta lope as they cope, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of cheater, little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Oh,